Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Les Hangout, a podcast with two women who love conjugating Latin verbs. From the East Coast, I'm Ellie Brigida. And from the West Coast, I'm Lee Holmes Foster. If you are a longtime listener, thank you. As always, we love having you here. And if you are new to the podcast, welcome. Here is what's been going on lately. This week in the Lesdom. This Week in the Lesdom is a place where we can touch base on things that are happening in the general Les universe and in our own Les universe. And the first thing that we have to talk about is Klexicon. Klexicon is fast approaching and we are so excited. We are going to be doing a live Shoulda Been Gay at Klexicon. We are so excited. Our first live show, live in New York, just happened last week, and it was amazing. We had such a great time, and we cannot wait to bring the live show to more of you lovely lesbians, bisexuals, queers, all of the gays that we have here. We also wanted to say welcome to our new video editor, Kayla Gibson, She's going to be doing our videos for our YouTube channel. We are so excited. That takes a lot of the pressure off of us, and we can put out more content for all of you lovely people. If you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, make sure you do that at youtube.com slash leshangoutpod to be the first to see when we release new videos. We also have a new subscription service on our Patreon. You can subscribe for just $1 a month for ad-free episodes. So this is our subscription model so that you don't have to listen to ads and you can support us at the same time. So we hope you'll do that at bit.ly slash lespatreon. Now, I want to plug something stupid, ridiculous, and amazing. It's called Lesbian Animals, and it's an Instagram account about all of the animals in the world that are lesbian. And I feel like it's the should have been gay for animals and you will all love it. So if you want to follow that Instagram account, you can do that at lesbian underscore animals on Instagram. And with that, that's what's happening this week. Back to you, Ellie and Lee. Thanks, Ellie and Lee. And welcome, everyone, to Season 2, Episode 13, our next installment of Les Essentials. Les Essentials is a recurring segment on the show where we are going to dive into some classic lesbian movies, lesbian shows, the stuff you have to watch. Every episode, we are also now writing and recording an original song for the Les Essentials that we watch. So stick around at the end to listen to this episode's original song. It's called Bad Reputation. You don't want to miss it. <laughs> Not to be confused with Bad Reputation by Taylor Swift. Better than uh, that. So yeah, here we go. Totally different. Totally different. <laughs> I just, I like to put myself, you know, like in direct competition with T-Swift if I can try to do that. It's great. Yeah. Next year we'll be at the Grammys. It's fine. I- Excellent. <laughs> For this Les Sentinels episode, we're going to be breaking down one of the few lesbian rom-coms that we have, Saving Face. 
a classic movie. We're we're I mean, when I say throwing it back, you know, I mean lesbian classics don't go too far back. We're still in the two thousands, but you know, still throwing it a little bit back there. So Saving Face is a movie from two thousand four. It is written and directed by Alice Wu, and it stars, and I am going to apologize ahead of time if I'm pronouncing this wrong, Michelle Krushek as uh, Will, and uh, Lin Chen as Vivian, and Joan Chen as Huilan, or Ma. Yes. Honestly, the most honorable mention to Joan Chen, I'm... All, the most in love with her in this whole movie. <laughs> She's so great in this. She's, She's amazing. Yeah. And the blurb for this movie is, a Chinese-American lesbian and her traditionalist mother are reluctant to go public with secret loves that clash against cultural expectations. Oh, it's a twofer. A twofer rom-com. And I actually like that description. Yeah, I do too. I, you know, considering what we usually get from the IMDb blurbs, that's actually, I'm going to say, pretty, nailed it. Nailed yeah. it, IMDb. They actually Crushed mentioned it. that she's a lesbian, so <laughs> thank you for that. <laughs> and yeah. secret loves against cultural expectations. We're going to talk a lot about cultural expectations throughout this whole analysis, because that's a, obviously a huge part of the film. I actually had not seen the movie until we did this Les Central, so thank you, Lee, for introducing me to Saving Face. You're so welcome. Yeah, it's, it's a great one. Yeah, it's funny because I feel like I saw it probably maybe a couple years after it came out. My college roommate had a copy of the movie, and I had never heard of it. Um, but, you know, obviously was like gay, watched it, yep. uh, loved it. I thought it was adorable. And again, you know, it was right around that time where we just, there weren't that many movie options for us. So, you know, it kind of quickly jumped up there with like, but I'm a cheerleader and Debs, you know, and kind of like joined that list of like, no, this is one that like you, I would actually recommend to people. Yeah. <laughs> not watch. like you need to watch it because we don't have that many and it exists. How about that one? <laughs> exactly. Yes. Um, And it is, it's so cute. It's really cutely done. I think it's a nice story. I like, you know, I mean, we are going to get into Will and Viv as like people, but yes, um, but, <laughs> well, I love the story. I love the movie. I love the, the characters and everything. So Yeah, if you haven't seen it, it's worth watching. It's It's worth worth going back. Yeah. Um, Also, it's on Amazon Prime if you have Amazon Prime. So So you can watch it for free-ish. Free with a subscription. (laughs) Free-ish in the world that we live in today, yeah. Should we dive in? Yeah, I guess let's dive in. Okay, take us away, Ellie. So, we set the scene with our intro sequence. Not as epic as our Deb's intro sequence, I will give it that. But... We start, and you get an introduction to Will, who we don't know is a lesbian yet, but you know she is, <laughs> right? <laughs> She's also a doctor, so we see this is a successful woman, married to her career, as we will yeah, see. definitely forward. setting the stage of uh, somebody cannot find a work-life balance. Yes, <laughs> not at all. Then we Oh, then we have the part, like, in the hospital where the chief of surgeon is bragging about her yeah, and all that kind of stuff. Blah, blah, blah. She's a whiz. She's real smart. Yeah. She's real good at the surgery, you guys. She's real smart. She's real successful. Then yeah. flash to her mother and another Chinese mother discussing their children, right? <laughs> and this, I think, sets the scene even better. 
Yes. Because we have a lot of setups. Like, half of this movie is arranged dates, right? And yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So we start with these two moms talking about, uh, Will's mom talking about how, you know, she's so busy at the hospital. That's why she hasn't found a man. <laughs> Meanwhile, we know why she hasn't found a man. <laughs> And then this other woman is like, oh, my Raymond, he's so lazy. He's just a millionaire, but he's lazy. And, like, you just have this this very interesting culture of, like, they do this often throughout the movie with the parents, like, being, obviously being very proud of their children. Right. But they, like, have to be... Critical. In the most critical way. Yeah, in the most critical way. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I also, uh... I, I think you're completely right. I think if we had to break down uh, what this movie consists of, I'm going to say it's maybe like 50% Chinese food, 40% arranged dates, and then I'm going to give the remaining 10% to Will and Liv just being like a hot mess. That's yeah. my breakdown of the movie. Yeah, that's pretty that's valid. I mean, that brings us to the biggest arranged date of all. The dance. The dance. The At dance. Planet China. Yes. <laughs> Which I love. It gives me like a West Side Story vibes. You know what I mean? Ooh, yeah. That, like, I can see that. Especially, we'll, we'll see. But we have Will showing up in the button down that she wears <laughs> every single day. Her only button down. Her the, only the button, button down. down. Yeah. For sure, part of the drinking game. Every time you see Will in that button down, you need to drink. <laughs> Um, so obviously not trying to impress any of the men in the room. Gets picked up by, oh my gosh, I cannot remember the guy's name, but her, her friend. The beard. I call him the beard. I'm sure he has a name. The beard. I like that. I like the beard. Yeah. Where he clearly knows she's a lesbian. Because we have, yeah. yeah, We have this whole conversation where he's like, oh, you look so butch today. (laughs) His name is apparently Norman. I don't think I ever knew that. Okay. I like Norman. Yeah, I like Norman too. Norman he's gives good. me he's, scud vibes. He's kind of got like a little, you know, beardy wingman thing going. Yeah, I like it a lot. He's cute. It brings us also to our meet cute, which also feels very West Side Story. <laughs> I like how you have meet cute and literally in my notes, I just wrote in all caps, girl, because I think that's all that was going through Will's uh, mind when she yeah. turns around and sees Vivian. <laughs> She's like, there is a cute girl here. It's just like alarm bell. She's like, girl, 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 yeah. sound the alarm. It seems like a vision too. Like she sees her up there and she disappears. And you're like, wait, is she just like so gay? She's envisioning women everywhere. <laughs> or like it's a mirage. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, oh, please have some hot lesbian come and save me from this disaster. Yeah, which maybe that's why. Maybe the fact that she thought it was a mirage is why she then proceeds to completely unsubtly turn around and stare at Vivian like eight times so times. many times so many times she girl's given herself whiplash turn around so like, many times so like. many times <laughs> but Vivian's into it like she she never breaks eye contact like oh god no Vivian is bold this is I'm gonna say this is our first instance because I think I have a couple places in my notes where I have noticed noted this but um yeah so Vivian's definitely the top that's cool. Um, yes. Except, like 100%. Well, except for that one time later where we actually see 
you know, that Vivian is not topping. So. You can top from the bottom. I'm just saying. All right. She's a, <laughs> she's a bottom top. She's a she's a top she's top, a top she's a, the top top to the bottom to the bottom of the don't stop to the this is, <laughs> we're getting so I don't anyways, know well, I don't know what so we're talking about Will's but true dancing with Raymond <laughs> true oh God yeah so Will starts dancing with Raymond who's the guy that she is set up with for the night wait can we just take a hot second on Raymond so we've already covered like oh Raymond's a millionaire but he's just so lazy which like yeah of course because yes. aren't they all but yes. on top of being lazy he's also the fucking worst he sucks he's so terrible what kind of dude let me tell you what a fucking millionaire who's like a lazy as shit like waste of space who starts his date with a story that i this this is what i wrote down listen fuckwad and then something about how he's on verizon's night and weekends family plan like yes i'm like raymond why 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 are you talking about your phone plan it's nobody cares but yeah. I guess it's 2004, so I feel like that actually, like, to to him, that was such a status symbol. To yeah, be like, look, I have unlimited minutes, not even data. Customer service representative, way to go, Raymond. Yeah, man. he's not great, but Will's amazing and steps on his foot. Yes, by accident, quote unquote. Uh, and then also dances with I think the literal polar opposite of Raymond, which is Mr. Cho. Oh I kind of love Mr. Cho. I know I love Mr. Cho too, and he's a lovable sad man. He's a very. <laughs> I we're gonna get to Jay in a bit, but I I think Jay's line is one of my favorite in the entire movie when he just goes, "He's a lumpy looking guy," and I'm like, that is such an accurate description. Yeah. Of Mr. Cho, but still, like, every time he's on screen, my notes just go, aw, Mr. Cho. Mr. Cho. He's just such a, he's so sweet. He's just so sweet and, like, and helpless. But anyways, he is also, like, the anti-Raymond. Yes. Yes. The first time I watched it, I thought maybe Mr. Cho was interested in Will. Mm Mm-hmm. But you realize, obviously, as we go along, that he is very interested in Will's mother, Mm -hmm. who, played by Joan Chen eating a cupcake (laughs) (laughs) but eating a cupcake in like the cutest little like i'm totally a part of this way i know you know where it's like they're all having conversations like about their husbands and like who could come here without a husband like in front of a fucking widow you guys way to go uh and she's just sitting there like munching on her little cupcake like looking around being like "Uh uh-huh yeah right totally Uh uh-huh i think later viv calls them the biddies like they are such biddies I call them the bitty bitches after that, so. Yeah, yeah, it's rough. And Joan Chen is a goddess. She's so great. I'm just going to start out with this. She does not look older than her daughter. They literally look like they're the same age. She looks great in this movie. She looks amazing. I had to look it up because I needed to know what the age difference was. Okay. Joan Chen was 43 when she filmed. The character is supposed to be 48. And Michelle Krusiak was 30. And she's supposed to be 28? Yeah, I think she's supposed to be, yeah, 28. So there was really only 13 years age difference between them. Yeah. So uh, it is pretty obvious that they're not (laughs) that, they're not a realistic Uh. age gap between them unless she was a child bride, which I don't think she was. So that's interesting. Just quick little tidbit there. Quick aside. Excellent. Quick aside. Norman, right, who's our beard? Mm Mm-hmm. Then we pretty much, we very much know at this point, Will is gay. 
which is one of the things that I love about this movie. Yeah. We've talked about this a lot, right? Coming out and like the woman with a husband who gets seduced by a lesbian or a boyfriend, like so many. Of course, it's totally great to have bisexual representation, but not when it always has to be a cheating bisexual relationship or something where it's like, oh, they found out they're bisexual. Mm -hmm. So we know from the beginning, they lock eyes within the first, what, five minutes of the movie. Yeah, it's fast. You at least know Will is gay there. It's like lesbian you hauling fast. Yes. (laughs) And then Norman says to Will, oh, you are so into her. Yeah, and she's like, I'm so not into her. Yeah, no, stop, I'm not. So we know that he obviously knows she's been with women before. Very clear, which I love. Yeah, also he mentions Vivian is his cousin, which you're like, come on, Norman, get the hookup. And I feel like he wouldn't be pushing so much if he didn't know that Vivian was also gay. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Like, it's pretty, he's pretty much like, go for it. Like, there's no like, oh, I don't know if she's, maybe she's straight. (laughs) He's just like, that's my cousin. She's cute. You know? Norman's role in this movie could also uh, have been played by that one gif of the guy going, Oh my god. (laughs) Okay, so that's the end of the dance. Then Will's mom is like, we need to get out of here. She can't stand the biddies anymore. And Will is like, okay, thank God, let's get out of here. So then fast forward to Will going on the train. And this is such a foreshadowing moment that I noticed the second time. Uh Then we meet little you. (laughs) He's a looker, huh? Little you is cute. I'm like, oh, He's a Why cutie. have Will and Little You never been set up? Have they? Why, indeed. And Little You gives Will some herbs from his father, mm-hmm. Old You. <laughs> Which I just love that it's Little You and Old You. So cute. Mm-hmm. So she can find a man? Is that what the herbs are for? They're like marriage chi. Mm. Yeah, they're like good marriage yes. karma. Which obviously she's not really looking for we also see old you talking to the grandfather while he's holding the court with his powerful powerful chi and this is a little bit of foreshadowing too with his daughter having some issues with her health this year yeah Yeah. might might be bumpy so we have a bumps ahead is what old you is saying (laughs) We see many, many, many foreshadowing coming up to here. We go to Vivian at the hospital and her friend character. I don't even know her name. What's her name? Okay. No, wait. Oh my God. Okay. Yes. Let's pause. Let's go on a complete tangent so that I can finally tell Ellie this story that I have been sitting on for, I think at this point, like almost a year and a half. Amazing. Uh, Because here's the problem is sometimes... Ellie and I, as friends, have to, like, be in the middle of a conversation and be like, no, wait, don't tab this conversation, save it for the podcast. And so this is one of those things where I was like, I have this great story to tell you, but I have to tell you on the podcast, and I have to tell you when we record Saving Face, but then we meant to record Saving Face earlier, and then we, like, bumped it for some other things. And, okay, so here's the story. So a while back, I had, like, started rewatching Saving Face because I hadn't seen it in a while, and I wanted us to do it. And I got to this scene and I was like, who is her coworker? So her coworker, the character is named Randy. Yes. Um, 
And I was like, who plays Randy? Why does she look so familiar? I love playing the game of like, oh my god, that person looks so familiar. I'm not gonna look it up. I'm gonna figure it out. And I was like, not placing her, not placing her, not placing her. And I was like, God, it's like driving me crazy. And so I finally went and looked it up. And do you know who she is? No. So she plays Susan on Friends, who oh is my God, gay. Ross's <laughs> ex-wife's new wife. Yes. New life partner. Right? Amazing. Okay. Fast forward to, I don't know, like some couple months later or whatever, where I was like, oh my God, that's so funny. That, like, I totally couldn't place her because I haven't watched Friends in forever, but, like, she's, like, OG gay rep on TV. Because, like, that was one of the early, early, like... Oh, yeah. Lesbian characters uh, on network television. And so my parents were out for Christmas that year, and we were talking about, like, college things, and my mom had studied, like, theater in college and... But, you know, went to a smaller school, and she was like, yeah, I don't think anyone that, you know, like, was in any of my theater programs, like, really went on to do anything... Except um, for... ...substantial. And she was like, except for one girl that I went to school with, Jessica Hecht. And I was like, wait, why does that name sound really familiar? Like, what did she do? And she was like, oh, she played... Susan on Friends. And I was like, oh my god. And she was in Saving Face. And my mom was like, what are you talking about? She's like, what? Oh my god, that's <laughs> and amazing. I was like, she's played gay, so of course I know, I know who her. she is. So apparently she also went to college with my mother. So can she get her on the show? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Susan. Yeah, I think she could just reach out and be like, hey, remember that time we probably took Anne College course together in like 1985? We've Wanna made come weirder on my connections. <laughs> I'm like, hey, person and, I just met at a bar, you have a contact for someone here. <laughs> Let's right. do this. And also, I feel like I'm saying that, and you'd have to remember that it's like, they didn't even have, like, college emails at the time, because, like, email didn't exist. So it's like, literally, how would you contact her? <laughs> yes. You'd have to, like, put in, like, a, in the class notes, like, dear Jessica Hecht. <laughs> <laughs> amazing find her at the reunion so there you go so don't just say her co-worker who is that blah she doesn't even have a name she is a gay icon in this gay movie i'm so sorry that was so rude of me and also i do I mean, love my her mom's like basically famous as well now so obviously exactly so of course there were a lot of famous people that went to your mom's college uh yes at that's, least that's at least two at least the the one of uh her and jessica Hecht. yes amazing Cool. That is great. And I mean her also her coworker is amazing. Like Oh yeah, her coworker's great. Yeah. I love her. Randy the character is fantastic. Yeah, Randy's a great character. We can now get back to how embarrassing Will is when she meets Vivian again. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, so this is their second meet cute, I would say. Right? And yeah. oh my god. Nothing better than a meet cute with your hands down your own pants. Yeah. <laughs> Way to nail it, Will. Like, she really nailed the landing. Killed it. But to be <laughs> fair, why would you ever expect that the girl you saw at the dance the other day would just be stalking you and come follow you at the hospital? Yeah, she doesn't seem nearly surprised enough to see her there. Like, even by awkward Will standards, she just sort of accepts that Vivian is standing there in the stairwell. Being pretty creepy. Yeah, it's just the two of them there. Like, weird. It's not a busy... Also, yeah. I have a note on this scene as another example of, ah, Viv is definitely the top. Because I love how she's 
she gives her the change to use in the candy machine and then proceeds to every single thing that Will goes to take out. She's like, uh, I know. Mm, <laughs> mm, is that what you really want? And you're like, why don't you just tell her what she wants? Like, you so obviously want to do. Exactly. And this, well, this is also part of the drinking game. Every time that Vivian is passive aggressive. Because she never tells Will what she wants. She always just hints at it. Yeah. And then gets mad when Will doesn't make the right choice. Quote unquote. Very frustrating. But for this first incident, we'll focus on cute... (laughs) and the distance that Vivian gets so close to Will's face to point out the healthy option, which is a Nuggeman, I think is what it's called. (laughs) N-U-G-G-E-M-A-N. Because I paused it to see what the heck that candy was. Oh, was it not like a payday? I thought it was like a payday. No, it's a fake. They they definitely couldn't afford (laughs) <laughs> to to put the product the rights to a payday. Yeah, they literally they made it up. It's a fake candy. Um, the healthy option, full of peanuts. And then mm, what does Will say? And other satisfying peanuts. carcinogens. And you're like, <laughs> this whole interaction. The words you're saying are so unsexy, but it's like weirdly <laughs> hot. Will's dating game on point. on point. Yeah, carcinogens is definitely a word that you want to use to talk to the girl that you have a crush on. To be fair, that's just another example, because I will point out some more throughout this movie, of how Will and I are very similar people. Not in every respect, but I'm going to say that's totally, like, flirting and using the word carcinogen is totally something that I would try Mm. to do. And me and Viv are similar because I'm a modern dancer. (laughs) You know? (laughs) That's really it. Because of your uh, leading role in the... In the ballet. Paris ballet. In the Paris opera ballet, whatever. Yeah. Um, but this is an important scene, the vending machine scene, and it will come back later. All right. So keep that in mind, listeners. <laughs> so we also, Vivian's also so vague about her father. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Super I'm like, vague. I sort of get it, but I'm like, you could have just told her the first time that you met her that your dad works at the hospital. Right. She says he's kind of dead to the world. Like he's in a coma. Like I would right. literally think your father is like about to. She knows what she's doing. Yeah, it's not great. So that's on. Vivian has some control issues. A little bit. It's fine. A little bit. It's fine. So we flash from that scene to Will's mom showing up. (laughs) On the stoop. On the stoop. Yeah. She's amazing. She's so good in this scene. I love it. She's so good. (laughs) Sitting on the stoop in the pitch dark with sunglasses on. Yes. Uh, a box of, what, 48 rolls of toilet paper yes. on her lap, and then proceeds to just berate Will for how unsafe her neighborhood is. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, one thing that I love, I love Joan Jen. I love also the parental guilt that pervades yeah. through this movie. It's such a theme with the parents and the grandparents, right? Of, like... To deflect any answering any questions, Will's like, "Why are you here?" And she's like, "You're ungrateful, leaving your mother all the, out on this out on the stoop. Like, let me in." She's like, "Why are you crying?" And she's like, "I'm not crying. <laughs> like, you're crying." You know what I mean? You're like, "Wait, do what? I look like I'm crying? Yeah. I can't see. You're wearing sunglasses." Yes. It's so your neighborhood's terrible. <laughs> yeah, this neighborhood's horrible. Get me inside. The acting is impeccable, and the relationship is like so is just so so interesting. Yeah. 
So then we have Will obviously take her mom in, but be like, why are you here? Yeah. But her mother never tells Ma's her. Ma's not saying much. Yeah, her mother never tells her, but we get a phone call with her grandmother, who also tells her in a really weird way. Like, right. she's going to need you to take care of her now. You're a doctor. So you're a doctor. You can take care of her. And the baby. What? what? Yeah. So we have this obviously... Get it, Ma. Yeah. But obviously very overprotective mother who has made a mistake of her own. I say mistake mm-hmm. because that's, I think, how, obviously, how the mother feels about it. I am I am not like, oh, getting, if you get pregnant out of wedlock, whatever. But clearly a big, big no-no for Will's mother to be unmarried, 48. Yeah. And pregnant. I'm going to say it's more of a big, big no-no for Will's grandfather. Oh, yes. Which yeah. is the next scene that we come to. No, wait, sorry. Right. I have to cut in one thing just because I have to call out the scene. It's a real quick that happens in between those two things, but it's one of my favorite, which is the bitty bitch gossip circle. Yes. Which is very, it's like completely derivative of that 70s show where they have like the camera in the center and like the way that they film all of those people's faces as they're just going around shitting on Will's mother. It's so funny when you see things like that that so completely date something, uh, the way that that dates that as like, oh, here's the That 70s Show filming style. So I just thought that was great. But okay, anyways, on to the grandparents. <laughs> yes, so then we come to the grandparents, and of course, the grandfather is livid. And there, there's a, theme, a running theme through this film of kids being a direct representation of their parents. Mm-hmm. Right? In terms of reputation. Hint, hint to the song. <laughs> the grandfather really, he's like, what is everyone going to think about me if right. I don't kick you out of the house, basically? Oh, and that that whole scene is, is rough. It's so rough. I mean, I think the other thing is, as much as, you know, it's, it's hard to like the grandfather that much yeah. as a character, but I do have to say he has an excellent way with words. He really knows how to land, uh, like a guilt sucker punch. Oh yeah. You know, he's, yeah. he's just, he's got some really good ones. And it is, I, there's, I would love to have someone, um, if you know more about this, please, please, please write us or add us, send us some more information about the, cause I, I mean, saving face is an expression like you can lose face and save face in English but the way that they say it and how they translate it from the Chinese he always talks about like throwing away a lifetime of his face and all these things I'm just really curious about the actual expression that they're using for that because I I really like how it how it gets translated in some ways I find it really interesting but yeah he just um piles it on about as thick as you could hope huh basically tells her come back here with a husband or do not come back here at all. Yeah, throwing out all the pictures that she's in. Oh, yes. It's a clean break. And it is rough. And she still will not say who the father is. Yeah. So clearly the father is not a savory character in terms of, you know, public perception. That's as much as we know so far. Then we go from there. Obviously, Will takes her mother in. But we go back to the hospital and we're back on that vending machine. (laughs) I love this scene. It's so weird. It's so strange. (laughs) So there's there's an envelope that just says, pull this knob. She pulls the knob, takes the envelope, 
opens up the envelope and there are two quarters in the envelope and it just says, my dance shows tonight. No, I don't think it's signed. No, and the other thing I can't figure out is, is this supposed to be Will's own personal vending machine of candy? Does yes. no one else use this candy? Or my f- personal favorite choice was Vivian just sitting at the top of the staircase waiting to hear Will coming and then quickly taped the envelope and ran away and like hid. And she's actually like just around the corner, like back up against the wall being like, not here. You can't even see me. I think that's definitely it. And she heard her coming and didn't have enough time to write her name. So she just ran. (laughs) (laughs) It's very strange. And clearly not that vending machine is used by other people because her coworker is there with her. And she's like, I've never seen you smile that much. Except during surgery. We'll get a life. Yeah. I guess love your work. But it seems a little strange to be smiling while you're operating on a human being. But, you know. <laughs> also, I'm going to say that's probably a lie because aren't you supposed to be wearing masks? Yes. <laughs> she's Yeah, she's never seen her mouth in surgery. Unsanitary if you have, Will. That's all I'm saying. You're right. You're right. But Will obviously knows who it is. And she goes to the dance. Or okay, here's what here's the thing. All we see yeah, is her. She? Yeah, <laughs> all we see is her outside of the venue, but not just outside. She's like across the street, yeah, like or as something. far as she could possibly be. And Vivian comes out surrounded by people. <laughs> so I feel like Will was like, "Oh, I don't actually want to see the show, but I know she'll be there after. So let me just wait there." Or what I like to imagine is she did actually see the show, and then she didn't want to seem too eager waiting right outside the door, so instead she decided, I'll just go across the street into this park, and I'm going to hide behind this tree. Maybe I'll climb up the tree a little bit, and then I'll (laughs) wave at Vivian from up in this tree in the dark. Uh, Maybe I'll get a flashlight, and I'll flash my little flashlight on and off to get her attention, and then I'll wave, and then if she sees me and wants to come over, she can come talk to me. But that way, it doesn't seem like I'm demanding anything. (laughs) So weird. But Vivian does see her. I think they have a weird understanding where she's like, you know... If she did come, she'd probably wait for me across the street, under the street. <laughs> so let me just check that, check over there. So weird. But And she comes out with all of these friends that we never see again. So clearly right. there was not a lot of budget to hire actors to be her friends. <laughs> they spent all their extras budget on filling Planet China every yes, week. Every week. So. Yes. And then they have a date in a, in a pants shop. Yeah, I don't really know. One thing I do want to point out, though, again, in terms of Will and I uh, having some parallels, Will also really rocks my 12-year-old boy lesbian aesthetic that I have, you know, finally cultivated It's that button-down. Yeah, it's, uh, she's really got it going on, so. Yeah, I don't get where they are at a date. I, they're at, like a, like, a Goodwill suit shop. But yeah, it's at night, so I don't know what's open. Right. And no one else is there shopping. No one else is there. So it's it's strange, but we're just going to go with it. And they're doing that whole, like, I feel like this happens a lot in libraries, in movies, where they're, like, looking through the books at each other. Yeah. <laughs> but they're looking through khaki pants. Right, men, men's suits. Men's, yeah. yeah. It's a gay take on the classic. Yeah, it's great. 
And they have really strange conversation. This is where uh, Vivian starts talking about her dreams. Because, of course, you have to have a lesbian character with these wild, ambitious dreams. Like Amy. Dancing modern. (laughs) Amy in her art school. (laughs) Oh, sure. You know? And I just find this really interesting. You never see Vivian dance. No. Like, clearly that actress could not dance. Or at least could not dance enough for us to believe that she's the principal at the the New York City Ballet. Well, she didn't get a principal spot. Oh, That's all right. why she's, she's going not to good the enough Paris for the principal, Opera anyways. Ballet. All right, I get it. <laughs> we also get this reveal finally that Vivian's talking about her dad and how much her dad wants her to be this, but she loves modern dance. It's her real passion to express herself through modern dance. And Will's like, "Oh, your dad sucks," and she's like, "Well." <laughs> You know my dad. (laughs) Hey, he's your boss. Yeah, totally not awkward. Not weird at all. Way to drop that bomb. Yep. Will is so awkward through this whole scenario. Yeah. And it's it's yet again more of Vivian being the top. Like, so we need to get to this childhood story. Can we please? Yes. Yes. Thank you. Yes. So Will's like, how have we never met before? Because, you know, we always go to planet china oh but we have met so weird we have nonchalantly mentions vivian yes we have met when we were eight some guys were bullying me this is such a classic butch move Uh uh-huh some guys were bullying me and you beat them up and scared them off and then me the damsel in distress kissed you on the nose which a adorable B, can we just real quick touch on the other important part of that story, which is not just that Will beat up a bunch of kids to save Vivian, but she beat them up wearing, and I quote, her Christy McNichol tee, tan cords, and a page boy. Literally, I took that note down. (laughs) I was crying laughing. (laughs) And then here's the thing. So I think I want to cosplay eight-year-old Will. You could. I, Right. I feel like a bad gay, but I had to look up who Christy McNichol is. Sorry. But I mean, it's a little before our time. I yeah, think that's, it's definitely that's ahead fair. of our time. But Christy McNichol was an actress from the 70s and 80s. She was in Empty Nest and she came out in 2012. So that's sort of interesting because this movie came out in 2004. Mm-hmm. But I think it was pretty, like, she's one of those subtle... Right, open secret kind yeah, of deal. Yeah, where everyone was like, uh, if you like Christy McNichol, you're probably pretty gay. Right. Yeah. So what an outfit. But Will ran away. Go figure. Right? So Hard to imagine. Bringing us full circle, this is just going to keep coming up with the movie. Vivian making all the moves and Will getting scared and running away. Yeah, that's it in a nutshell, I think. Even when they were younger. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I 
wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. We have that. Then we flash back to the mom. <laughs> This is my other get it, mom moment of get the movie. It. Yes. Honestly, mom can always get it. That sounds really weird, but <laughs> Joan Jen can always get it. She is up late waiting for Will to come back from her date, which I think she knows Will's on a date. It's one of those unspoken Somewhere things. back there. Yeah. yeah. So In she's her like, heart, she knows. Yeah. She's like, you know, let me go get a movie. Goes to the blockbuster or whatever you want to call it. This budget rental place. And asked to see the Chinese movies. You go through them. You have the Joy Luck Club. Right. What else? I can't even remember. That's the one that I remember vividly. Like some like missionary something. I don't remember. Yeah. But and then. (laughs) And then the other kind of missionary. (laughs) Yeah. And then comes to our Chinese porn section. This is such an Imagine You moment too. Yeah. Where she's like, ah, sexual awakening. Let me get this Chinese porn. (laughs) Uh, and she's watching the porn <laughs> till Will gets home, basically, right? But we yeah, they kind of keep interspersing it, so so we keep getting these cut shots yes. of Will and Vivian's date at Vivian's apartment, and then you'll cut back and Ma's just sitting there watching porn. Yes, which understandable. But yeah, yeah. The, then we cut back to the date, and this is one of the biggest themes of the film, mm-hmm. right? Where. Now they're at Vivian's apartment, and obviously Vivian made a move, got her over to her apartment, but Will is still pretty awkward, keeping her distance. So Vivian starts talking about how she teaches kids how to fall, but this is one of my favorite parts. After she says, oh, I work with kids, and Will's like, do you like kids? (laughs) No. No. (laughs) I'm like, Vivian, you... I think that Vivian is beautiful. Yes. But I really don't like her. She has not very many uh, redeeming qualities, for at least for the, from the perspective of someone to date, in my opinion. She's just, she's a little blunt and she's a little controlling. Yes. So I can't. And she doesn't like kids. So right. not a great partner from my perspective. But Great faller, though. Very yeah, elegant. So good at falling. So now we have to learn how to fall without hurting ourselves. What Aww. a message. What a metaphor. Mm. And she gets so angry. Like, she gets pissed at Will. Um, I literally wrote in my notes. I'm like, why is she so angry? <laughs> she's like, all right, now you're going to try to fall. And Will's sit- standing there. And she's like, okay, fall. She won't fall. And she's like in her face, like, fall, goddammit. I'm like, okay. And she doesn't fall until Viv gets nice and close to her face, is about to kiss her. And she's like, oh, I guess conveniently I will fall on the ground now. Viv being our top, uh, she is like, oh, you're not going to fall. Let me just literally put the entire front of my body against yours. 
take your hands and put them on me. Uh, And then as I lean in, now Will just collapses. Yep. But Vivian doesn't really take that as like, okay, this is the end of this. Because then she just falls as well. (laughs) She's like, I'll join you on the floor. Excellent idea. Here, here, let's do this together. Okay, cool. Great thinking. Um, So it's another great example of Viv being our top and Will being the most awkward person alive. (laughs) So awkward. But so endearing. She's so cute. Oh, she is. She's the cutest. And then we finally have the kiss. Yay. Yay. Thank God. Thank God. Very, very early on, we fight. We get our two lesbian loves actually get together, right? But I will say in my notes, I'm like, slowest kiss ever. Like, it's like, I don't know why in movies, every time they kiss, it's like, slow, slowly, <laughs> slowly, slowly going towards each other. I'm like, I have never kissed someone like that slowly. And then I feel like, well, maybe that's just me. But if I'm going to kiss someone, I'm like, all right, go for it. Like, jump, <laughs> like, jump into it. I really wish everyone else had the visual of what you just did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not, honestly, maybe not a good thing, but. But since no one did see it, I'll just go ahead and say it It looked great. Yeah, yeah. Really it's looked. Really attractive, yeah. Very, very attractive. Yeah, 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 for sure. My eyes didn't bug out of my head or anything. <laughs> <laughs> I was covering for you, Ellie. Yeah, thank you. I had you. Thank you. But yes, they do kiss. It's a beautiful kiss once they actually lock lips. And then Will gets home. And I just love her interaction with her mother here. Because it's like, all right, and now turn off the porn, first of all. Right. Uh, (laughs) That was like the early 2000s equivalent of like closing the incognito tab was like, change the channel. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Back to soap operas. Yes. Oh, no, it wasn't even soap opera then. It's like an infomercial, right? Yeah. She's like, I'm not watching porn. I just am really into putting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, we're not going to talk about the fact, like, they both, there's so much unspoken. Right. Between the two of them. Like, we're not going to talk about the fact that you just came home very late. And we're not going to talk about the fact that I'm still awake watching porn. <laughs> right. Yeah. So there's that. We skipped that little part where... Will sneaks out in the middle of the night, which is also going to be a recurring theme. So then we see Will and Viv meet up again on this bench that will come back again. Yeah. On like a near a pier, near water. Yeah, near a pier. And uh, Will is in the most amazing tracksuit. So gay. Will has two outfits. One is a blue button down. One is a tracksuit. That is literally it. And they're also eating hot dogs, (laughs) which is, I guess, their thing. I don't know. Now it is. So we see that it's going to be a thing. That wasn't just a one-time thing. Like, obviously, they're meeting up. We're going to see the relationship progress. Then skip forward. It is Vivian's birthday. All right. And Will comes to the playground where Viv is working with kids, comes up to the fence this is such an iconic scene. I love the fence scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're holding hands through the fence. And Vivian's like, can I get a birthday kiss? And Will just will not give her a kiss. Womp, womp. Um, I mean, I think this is a theme throughout the film, though, that I think is really important. Is this idea of being out, right? We know that Will is out technically, right? Or at least we, like, figure well, that out. We figure that out. To some people. To some people. Right, she's out to some people, but 
but she still feels really uncomfortable. Right. Being out in public. And I think that's very... She's out to Norman. She's out to Jay. I think that makes sense for the time period, too. Yeah. Think about even now, like, sometimes if I'm out with my girlfriend, like, I feel strange in certain situations being physically affectionate. Honestly, I do it anyways, but... (laughs) You know what I'm saying. You you still, like, feel that sometimes. Yeah, no, I get it. I think I I think it's not even the strangeness it's the awareness of like probably other people are watching you. Exactly. Yeah. No, I get that. And I get then like mean. add that with the children aspect right. which we've talked about before where like people think that two women kissing in front of children is inappropriate which fuck that. Yeah. So we see that that's like E Viv's really not happy about that. Then Viv's like, "Oh, you're going to come meet my friends tonight." Definitely, definitely. Yeah, the the amount of times that Will says she's coming, immediately I was like, she's not going. <laughs> I was like, there's no way that girl Wait, is making also, it. Also, before we jump to why she's not going to make it to the birthday, can we just take a hot second? Because another thing that I think that really, really dates this movie to a specific point in time is will's ringtone which is like the worst ringtone from the early 2000s yes. period oh it's so bad it's so obnoxious every time her phone would go off in the movie i think i just shivered yep it's bad yeah it's pretty bad yeah there's a lot of like bad 2000s stuff in here but oh you know, yeah what are you gonna do okay this is one of the big parts that made me <sighs> i feel for vivian but she f- right. really frustrates me because okay you know that Will is a doctor. Like, Will is a surgeon. Right. Okay. Like, doing her residency. It's not even like she's a surgeon. Like, she's... She has a a job. Yeah. She has a job to do. Where she's saving lives. Will finds out that she has six or seven surgeries for that night, right? And exactly. She has to do six or seven surgeries, and you can just tell that Vivian is pissed about that. Right. And... I still just can't, maybe, I don't know, it's, I understand, but it frustrated me. I was like, she's working. It's not like she blew you off because she didn't want to go or because, I don't know, she was doing something stupid. Like, she's at work that she literally can't get out of. Right. The one pass I'm going to give Vivian is, I am sure Vivian's carrying a giant chip on her shoulder. Yes. From her dad also being a surgeon, and I'm sure he missed a ton of things because he had to work. So I get it. I'm sure there's like, you know, not that we like to blame things on daddy issues, but I think this is a legit case of some some serious daddy issues Mm -hmm. coming up. Compounded by the floral, (laughs) matching floral. Oh my god, the fact that Will and Viv's dad both sent the same floral arrangement. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, But she also chose to date her father. Yeah. Like, you knew that this girl was a surgeon and you sought her out. I mean, don't we all, though? It's fine. I guess, yeah, probably. You're not wrong. I didn't, though. I'm dating my mother. Well, dating. I married my mother, apparently. Kelsey and my mother are very similar people in a lot of ways. It happens. It happens. It happens. Yeah. But, yeah, then when Will comes to Vivian's to apologize... Vivian is not having it. She doesn't want her to come mm-hmm. in, but she's so passive aggressive. Mm-hmm. This is this is the peak passive aggressive in the peak, movie yeah. for me. She's like, "Do you want me to come in?" She's like, "I don't know." And Will's like, "Okay, I'm guess I'm gonna leave." 
And she's like, I didn't say I didn't want you to come in. Right. I didn't say you had to go. What did you want yeah, her to there's... do? Sit in the freaking hallway waiting for you? <laughs> there's no way to win. There's no, no way to win that, Will. But Will does win or at least make some sort of compromise by, oh, big deal, she's going to stay the whole night. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Crazy. And that brings us to our sex scene, thank God. It's a great sex scene. It's a really good sex scene. Even despite the, you know, interrupting phone call. Oh my God. (laughs) From Vivian's mom. It's a good sex scene. It's good. I like it. It is. Yeah. It's tactful. It's classy. There's a lot of witty banter. You can see Uh the chemistry. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. It's believable. I found it believable. Oh yeah. My favorite part is when her mom calls Vivian and she's like, you tell your mom about us, right? You tell her... You you tell your mom that we're having sex. She's like, no, she thinks we're conjugating Latin verbs. <laughs> Which is such a such a clear indication of the difference between Will and Viv and their approach to dating and sex. Because it's like, Will, you're 28 years old. Does your mom not know you have sex, honey? Because yes. she really work on that. Well, I think it's also different, too, because Vivian's... Mom is divorced, so I feel like she probably has a different type of dating life, too, like, with her daughter. Not with her daughter, but, like, a different relationship with her daughter. But I also love that after that, Will goes, did you tell her about this? And then just (laughs) starts going down on her. I'm like, what? It could have been such a horrible line, but it, like, works really well. Like, I sort of love it. Uh, I think at that point we've established that Will is not smooth, so it kind of, you give her the pass. Yeah, I love it. It's cute. It's cute. It is cute. Also cute, Ma's gonna date. Oh my god. She's so cute. They're trying to figure out her outfits. Yeah, they're adorable. Oh, and I love how they pick the guys for her to date where it's just like, do you know a Chinese man? Great. Book him, Dano. Yeah, literally also... That she checks some guy's chart. She's like, oh, he's in for... His thyroid levels are lower than I than I want them to be, but they can still date. <laughs> um, also, I just have to take a moment to say, I wish that this was a really clever inclusion of a line, but it's not. But I like it because it's sort of like for... I like when things are like real life foreshadowing that they couldn't possibly have known. Uh, And so in this case, which is that Randy, Jessica Hexed character, who says, book them, Dano, when they decide to take literally one of their patients at the hospital and and ask if he's, like, free to go on a date with Will's mother. Um, So she has this book them, Dano, which is, uh, the quote originally is from, like, the original Hawaii Five-O. Yes. And Brian Yang, who plays little you would go on to play Charlie Fong in the rebooted Hawaii Five-0 in 2011. Amazing. So what I kind of love about this is there's no way that it could possibly have been known at the time how perfect a line is that Jessica Hex's character is like, book em, Dano, when they're trying to find someone to date Ma. But what she uses is a catchphrase from the show that little you is going to go on to be on in the future. And I just think that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. So, That's amazing. How fortuitous. Amazing. I love it. Yeah, and the dates that she gets set up on, oh, God. It's just rough date after rough date. Oh, they're so bad. They're yeah. from bad to worse. It gets harder to date the older you get, and then 
also her dating pool is limited to only Chinese men. So it's like the amount of people that are possible for her to date are pretty, pretty limited. Yeah. yeah. So Ma goes, she has this great dating montage. I think my favorite is the more hip action, Alan. Oh, uh, like God. that dude. He's fine. Yeah. So it goes on this really, really terrible montage of dates. Uh, and she's, the one thing I do love though is when she comes out for the first one and she, when they're dressing her and she's so sweet and she's like, I can't look sexy. I'm 48 and no one's gonna, what would I talk about anyways? You should just tell him I'm sick. And she's so insecure and she's so sad and she just doesn't think that anyone could ever want her. And you're like, oh. I know. And she's so, she's gorgeous in that red dress. She walks out and is a damn looker. I mean, she is beautiful. Ugh, and she's going out with all these duds and it makes me sad. But anyways, so she goes on her dating montages. I want to call out this one quick scene because it's really kind of apropos of nothing, but I just love it because we... Um, so there's this scene where Will comes home and gets into bed and her mom's like, why are you wearing your street clothes in bed? And she's like, because then I don't have to get dressed in the morning. I have to be at work early. We just recently were having a conversation with someone where apparently there's a thing where some people will have like outside clothes and inside clothes and they literally won't wear like clothes that they wear outside, like in the rest of their house. house. Yeah, and we had never heard of this before, and we were like, are you sure that's a thing? And apparently that seems like it's a thing, so I don't know. It just made me think of that. Um, Nothing else much of any import happens in that scene, but I kind of like it. And then we have this scene of the grandfather deciding that forget the dating montage, forget hip action Alan, she's gonna marry Mr. Cho. Oh, and I do love him. He's a sweet, sweet man. I do too. And he means well, and he's the even their first date is very sweet. He's very um endearing. He endearing, yes. He really you have to give Mr. Cho some credit because he is on a first date and he is putting it out there. He's like, I would love this child like my child. I would be there for you. I would do everything. You're so wonderful. I mean, he is just tripping over himself trying to be supportive and lovely and you do have to give the guy credit for that like oh yeah he is a very very sweet man but again as jay says he's kind of a lumpy looking guy he just doesn't have any no sex appeal no sex appeal no No. fire there's nothing there he's just he's very sweet and he's very dependable but yeah, it Ma is not feeling it. Ma's not feeling a lot of things right now. Um, there's this scene where she's watching her soap operas and she starts getting really upset about how she doesn't even like babies. And she just, you know, misses Will's father. He was there and he was so patient and he was so good at babies. And oh, you just feel for her. Oh, yeah. It's a lot. So I have one scene that says, Listening to Tummy. And it's where she's lying on her stomach, and so Vivian is lying on Will's stomach, and she's talking about how, you know, oh, your stomach's talking, and blah, blah, blah. But she kind of starts bringing up Will's mother, and and Will's like, boo, thank God you're never going to meet her or anything. And you're like, Will, you suck. Yeah. What Will, is this? Yeah. Will... <laughs> 
I will give it to you here that like, then at this point you're like, girl, you've been dating this girl for like months. Get your shit together. And you need to not be so insensitive. Yes. So Will, you suck. But then my next note is when she does finally cave and invites Vivian to dinner with Ma. Uh, So dinner with Vivian and Ma. My note is, Viv, now you suck. You are so not subtle at this. Not at all. What are you doing? She does not want to be. No. Like, she is devilish. She's devilish. Like, she wants her mother to know they're together. She's not really respectful of Will at all. That's what really well, and frustrates. She's, and she's not even pretending. And she's very obviously putting out there like, oh, how's the baby? How, you know, Ma is shutting it down left and right. I kind of love it. It's, yeah. It's a lot. We do find out that Ma is aware that Will is gay. She has that conversation with Jay up on the roof where she's explaining that, oh, she knows. She walked in on me before. That's when she started trying to set me up with all these guys. So maybe Will is like me and she also, you know, is just drawn to other people with controlling passive-aggressive things like her mother. We've all been there, Will. Oh my god! (laughs) Other ways that Will is like me, there's this scene at the jungle gym when, when Vivian explains that she got the offer for the Paris Opera Ballet. And the other thing that I do have to say is the coat that Will owns, where it's like a corduroy with the, with like the... You have it. Fuzzy line. Oh, I definitely had that coat in college. I have so many photos of when Kelsey and I started dating of me wearing that coat. I loved that coat. It was cozy as shit. So not surprised. But I'm pretty sure it's like the exact same coat. (laughs) It's a pretty gay coat. All I'm saying is if I wanted to cosplay literally all Will for a week, I think I could do it. Yeah. I could do Will in the blue button down. I could do eight-year-old Will in the the page boy and tan corridors. I could do Will in this coat. I could buy a tracksuit. I'm just saying I got a lot of options. (laughs) You would have to find that tracksuit in some sort of Goodwill. It's like, yeah. whenever you go to Goodwill and you see like all those 90s tracksuits, like you could find one. (laughs) Yeah. Will also gets to play espionage where her mother sends her to the salon to find out all the hot goss, what's going on in Flushing. Poor Will getting her hair done, having to put up with all of the rumors. Bitty bitches. And the, yeah, the bitty bitches. And boy, are they bitchy in this scene. They're the worst. And then you find out that no one came to her mahjong party. So sad. I would have gone to that mahjong party. I bet those dumplings were delicious. You're right. I think so. It just made me sad. It makes me so sad. I, know. I get real disappointed. We also have, again, Vivian being a little passive aggressive. Should I go to Paris? Make yes. a damn decision. Honestly, this is so many rom coms. It's not just this one lesbian one. It just really pisses me off. So many people, like, there's this idea that, like, if you love someone, you're supposed to beg them to give up their dream right. to be with you. Or you're supposed to follow them wherever they go. Right. And it's like, honestly, sometimes, to be real, their relationship probably won't work. Sorry right. to be so sorry to be so cynical. But like, she should go to Paris. And like, Will is okay with that. Of course she's in love with her. But I think she's just more realistic. And she's like, you have this amazing opportunity with your job. Right. I have my residency. I can't go to Paris. 
Like, there's just no, there's not very much give and take there. I agree, but I also disagree with the way that Will goes about this, which is not to offer any sort of middle ground of, like, maybe we keep in touch or maybe we re you know it's not like you're yes. moving to paris for life maybe we see what happens when you come back or maybe she's literally just like oh i guess you should go to paris bye and you're like well <laughs> well yeah she's also not even like <laughs> she barely even says bye she's like you should go to paris i'm just gonna ghost you before ghosting's a thing yeah she's like, also like not years. even like ghosting i'm sad you're going to paris she's very right. much like oh okay that's it and you're like what but not even having a conversation about it. You yeah. know, she just sort of awkwardly is like, what a great opportunity. And you're like, yep. that's not a conversation. Yep. That's not how that works. So, although able to have a conversation about it is her boss. Oh, hey, God. Hey, Dad. He knows how to have a conversation about it. And boy, does he lay on the guilt pretty that big, was rough. too. She'll never realize how amazing she truly is or her true... Potential. I don't know what potential. Oh, because of you. Yeah, that's great. So totally not awkward. Uh, Also, not awkward is a man with a grown-ass successful daughter who apparently only has one photo of her in his office, and she is six years old in it at the time. Your daughter's like thirty. Get a new picture. Yeah, he has a lot of unrealistic expectations and also like ideas of his daughter. Yeah, yeah, it's a little rough. So anyways, he also lays on the guilt of parental expectations on Will by basically saying, like, you need to cut ties and convince Vivian that she needs to go to Paris. And so Will, good little resident chief surgeon in training that she is, does what she's told there she just sits through i think what is supposed to be 48 hours of a chinese soap opera with her mom oh god and, and jay while ignoring approximately 76 phone calls from vivian yeah i will say will does not handle this well at all not at even all. a little you know what else is the worst thing I think she does in this movie is when she does finally go meet her at their little date bench. This is literally what she comes up with. I'm sorry if this hurts. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Lame, Will. Yeah. Lame. That is not how you handle that conversation. She doesn't even really break up with her. Yeah. It's she just, just rude. Rude is an exactly right description of what just happened. Yeah. It's real... Bad. No good at all. So, yeah, I'm sorry if this hurts. She basically just not breaks up, like, breaks up by assumption. I don't really know exactly what happened. Somehow in that conversation, we were supposed to understand that they broke up, I guess. Yes. I mean, I guess, honestly, her ignoring her phone calls for all those days is like, okay, guess right. this is not it. But still, she uh, never gives she- her a proper closure. She doesn't, but she does, to Will's credit, she does try to grow from this experience and go home and try to tell her mother that she is gay, which goes great. So well. So well. So good. Uh, Ma takes it real well and is basically like, incorrect. Yeah. (laughs) False If you're my daughter, you're not gay. That's basically what she says. You cannot love me and tell me that you are gay. 
in the same mm-hmm. breath. Which is, so oh, rough. There's that. Uh, and then, uh, hot on the heels of that really uplifting scene, I think my note on the next one just says, oh no, Wipo. Um, yeah. Because, <laughs> oh, the grandma dies, and it's the worst, and the grandfather's crying, and everyone's crying, and it's not good. Not good. At all. Everyone's very upset. I'm very upset. I liked the grandmother. I she know, appreciated she a you know, sturdy, practical shoe, because there's nothing better for running away from a revolution. Yep. So she was, she spicy. was really her. into button downs. I liked her. And so on top of the depression of the grandmother dying, Will also is not gonna go to the airport to see Vivian off. Mm-hmm. She's gonna sit at home and be depressed because she has not been invited even to Ma's wedding to Mr. Cho. But the turnaround of that is that she is there to find in her bag a note. Oh my god, the note. Finds a note Plot in twist. the herbs from old you. Finds a a love note. <gasps> and she thinks it's from old you, right? She thinks it's from old you. So she finds this note that's basically saying... If you're fated to marry Cho, I'm fated to try to stop you. We're fated to be together. It's a lot of fate, which does kind of sound like old you. Old you, yeah. And so she, you know, says, screw it. Shows up at the wedding, mid-ceremony. I have this note because I absolutely love the scene where she basically runs in and she yells, Ma! And then everyone in the room just goes, (gasps) Yeah. (laughs) (gasps) <gasps> so I it's love the that. gay daughter it's the gay daughter so How'd i she just get love here? the collective very synchronized gasping of everyone oh, yeah. at the ceremony so she interrupts this wedding to be like don't marry cho if you don't love him and then cho's mom is yelling at him that he shouldn't have married her and Everyone's yelling at old you, and the couple is yelling at each other, including another great line, which is, dog fart, I love you, which I just <laughs> think, I think we should have Valentine's Day cards that just say, dog fart, I love you. Oh, I love it. Oh, yeah, we should make some lesbian Valentine's Day cards. Damn. I think so, right? Time is um, of the essence. So, yeah, everyone is yelling at everyone else, and in the midst of all of this, it comes out. It is not old you who is in love with Ma. <gasps> it's little you. Oh my god, so cute. <laughs> oh, and he's so cute and he and he just he loves her and old you's like yelling at him cuz again, parents can't agree with any damn thing their kids do in this entire movie. Yep. End result is Ma decides she cannot marry Cho as much as she is indebted to him just to make her father happy, and we have a runaway bride, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, the best thing Ma has done all movie. Yes. Yeah. Runs away with Will, gets on a bus, immediately starts planning her return to Will's apartment. Will's like, no, Ma, no, no. <laughs> Which, fair. <laughs> Finally, we have set some at, boundaries. At Finally. Least put her foot down somewhere. Um, she also puts her foot down on trying to run to the airport to catch 
Vivian before she leaves for Paris. This is this is such a sweet moment. You gotta I have mean, an airport scene. It is and yet between at the same her and her time, mother. Oh yeah, but between her and the yes, mother, it's cute. Yes. But between her and Vivian, it is so oh. much too little, too late. Doesn't work. So she tries to get Vivian to stay. Tries to you know even if she doesn't convince her to stay for them to stay so that she doesn't give up on her dream of modern dance. Not cutting it, Vivian just walks the F away. Well, she walks away because she says, and this is super important, kiss me right here. Kiss me in public and I will stay. Yes. And Will can't do it. And I also love, though, that they're standing at an airport terminal and (laughs) I was re-watching this with Kelsey and we're watching that scene and she just goes, you don't know any of those people. Just kiss her. Exactly. Like, (laughs) it's not that big. But (laughs) the point is, it is such a big deal for Will and she still hasn't gotten over it. But and it she is can't like, do it. You, I, yeah, I'm looking at it being like, why? Just kiss her. Like, what are you right. doing? And she's but, like, but I love you. But she can't do it. Yeah, she can't, can't do it. Can't quite bring herself to do it. So Vivian leaves. And we round out the movie where it is, you know, months later. Is it supposed to be three months it's later? It's three months later. Yes. Three months later. And Will is on her way out for the evening, tells Jay she's going to Planet China. Mm-hmm. We have come full circle. Because her mom made a big stink about her coming that night, so she shows up at Planet China, and she walks in, and lo and behold, who should be at Planet China? Vivian, with the same exact hairdo as the first scene. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Ah walks in and it is I do enjoy this I like how Will plays this scene of just the I don't think her eyes move a fraction of an inch the second that she lands on Vivian's face she is in a trance she is on a mission yep do not look away do not deviate get to Vivian everything else is just floating by but she has to go over and asks her to dance with her. I know, it's so sweet. So finally, she is open and she, like, she's like, all right, I'm going to show everyone that we're together. Because I highly doubt two women have ever danced together at Planet oh, yeah. China. At Planet China. <laughs> Not a common occurrence, I yes. would venture to guess. So invites her to dance with her. I also, you see that the two moms, Will and Vivian's mothers, have said that they give themselves the little thumbs up, thumbs up, well done signal. They're so cute. You can just tell they're so happy with themselves. I know. I love that it comes full circle. And now, finally, Will's mom hasn't changed. (laughs) Now she's just setting her up with someone that she wants to be set up with. with. She's still meddling. Yes, and I also love it because you can also tell, so so they do, they dance, they kiss, everything's great, and then we get this little ending credit scene of, you know, all of them, like, all the kind of major characters uh, having dinner together, having lunch together, I don't really get yeah. what the setting is supposed to be, but what I love is that we haven't graduated away from the parental judgment, it's just now the parental judgment has changed to... Oh, Will, why can't you be more like Vivian? What a pleasing top. It's so nice. Why can't Will wear anything that's nice like that? Yep. Yep. I love it. It's um, great. Also, nothing like ending your movie on a spit take. Just a classic. 
Classic spit take. When are you having babies? Spits out her water. Yes. Amazing. Priceless. And this is one of the few lesbian films that has a freaking happy ending. Thank you, it people. Does, it has a happy ending for everyone. Ma yes. and Lil, you got together. Vivian and Will got together. Dogfart and his wife got together. Everyone's dog so fart? <laughs> I'm sure he has a name. Oh, I mean, dog, I call fart. Him dog fart. <laughs> what a sweet ending. What a sweet ending. So there you go. Bringing it on home. Grandpa's going to be over all the time to play with the baby. Everyone's very happy. That's great. There you go. Saving face. <laughs> all right. So this brings us in to our drinking game rules because every good Les Essentials needs a drinking game. Yet again, we have a disclaimer for all of you. Please drink responsibly. <laughs> we, we cannot take responsibility for any horrible decisions you make. And you for sure don't have to do all of these rules. They're just a guideline. But you do for sure have to live tweet us when you do them. Yes, please tell us about when you do the drinking games because it's so much fun for us. All right. So rule number one, anytime that Will wears that blue button up, which is too many times. Two, anytime Viv is clearly a top, which we know happens often. Three, anytime Will is uncomfortable kissing Vivian in public, sadly happens too often. Four, anytime little you gives Will herbs. Five, anytime Will and Vivian lock eyes from across the room. So beginning and end and probably a few other times. <laughs> Six, anytime Vivian talks about dancing, her dream. Seven, Anytime Will's mom is watching Chinese soaps or porn. <laughs> and eight, anytime Vivian is passive aggressive, which is far too often. Have as well. fun with that one. That one's probably going to get you pretty twisted. So be, be sparing with the passive aggressiveness. And have fun. Have fun and drink responsibly. And if you throw up a lot, don't blame us. Yes, please. We're so sorry. <laughs> Okay, Ellie, I think that means it's time. Q and gay, baby. Q, 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 and, and, and gay. gay. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, starting with question one. Who was the best dating montage option? Was it karaoke guy? The she-crab eggs guy? Talking about how many eggs that she-crab had? Oh, God. Uh, the wart guy who wanted Will to take a look at his leg? Or hip action, Alan. I know who you love, but <laughs> I have to say karaoke guy because that's me. <laughs> um, that's a lie. I have seen you do karaoke and you have a much, much better stage presence. Than All that right. Guy. Yeah. But still, I would. I would do that. <laughs> okay. Question two. Modern dance or ballet? I'm going to have to say Ballet. Or as uh, mom might have phrased that question, ballet or not ballet? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to go with ballet. There you go. Okay, question three, and this might be tough. What is Will's best wardrobe piece? Is it her blue button down? The Christy McNichol t-shirt that we don't even get to see, but which I'm sure we all can imagine. Oh, yeah. Her corduroy jacket or her tracksuit? Honestly, I love that freaking tracksuit. Tracksuit. <laughs> done <laughs> sold okay we'll we'll find you one somewhere yes <laughs> okay question four more soy sauce yes or no i'm gonna have to say yes you're a, yeah. you're a americans love soy sauce. soy sauce right isn't Heavy that what they soy say sauce gal. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. But do you do the full soy the the full soy sauce or the low sodium? Do you do the red soy sauce or the green soy sauce? Um, I think I do the red one. Mm, you're all in. I like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Following up the soy sauce, uh, what's the healthiest snack in a vending machine? Is it a Kit Kat, the imaginary Nugaman, trail mix, or popcorn? I mean, the Nugaman is full of peanuts, so... So is trail mix, though. I'm gonna have to go with trail mix. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing gayer than some trail mix, but is the trail mix still as healthy if you only eat the chocolate out of it? I don't know. Yeah, which is definitely closer to what I do. I'll let you know. And remember, you can give us your own answers to this episode's Q&A questions on our Twitter at LesHangoutPod. Let me hear you say hip, 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 we're gay. We love hearing from all of you and we love building this community. So we like to take the opportunity to shout out some of our favorite things every episode. And this week, we want to shout out one of our Instagram followers, Summer, who drew us our very first fan art of ourselves. It was incredible. We have never had anyone draw us. So we now feel like absolute celebrities. Thank you, Summer. That was amazing. We also want to shout out, as always are Lesbian Jesus, top tier patrons. So, shouting out Danny Griswold, Amy and Ellen, Grace Bowen, Jess Klaus, Lizette Stye, Mark Foster, Michelle Ray Thomas, and Tanya Ferguson. Thank you all so much. Thank you to all our patrons. This podcast could not happen without all of you, and we could not be more grateful. Remember, you can also find us on all the social medias. We are on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Let's Hang Out Pod. Or you can email us at leshangoutpod at gmail.com. You can check out our website at leshangoutpod.com. Make sure you subscribe so you'll be the first to know when we get new episodes. We're also going to be posting videos every other Thursday on our YouTube channel, so make sure that you subscribe at youtube.com slash leshangoutpod to get those as soon as they're up. And if you want to support the podcast in a completely free way, you can rate and review us on iTunes. It really helps other people find the podcast, and we love reading whatever you have to say. (laughs) You can also help support us financially. You can join our Patreon family at bit.ly slash lespatreon. We have all sorts of fun perks. You'll get access to blooper reels. You'll get access to watch parties like the one we just had to all watch Saving Face together. You get access to songs and jingles and all sorts of good stuff. So check that out. We have a lot of fun. You can come hang out on our Facebook group for our Patreon subscribers also you help the podcast yes our patreon supporters are our biggest help they're helping us get to Clexicon this year it's it's really awesome so we want to thank all of you and we hope more of you join you can also get some of our merch at bit.ly slash less shop we have some great shirts if you want to be way more open about your sexuality than will is (laughs) (laughs) and if you want to find us individually you can find me at ellie brigida on twitter and instagram You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at LSH Foster. And like we said at the beginning of the episode, we have an original song titled Bad Reputation. We're so excited to share with you. So be sure to stick around after sign off to listen. And with that, I'm Lee. And I'm Ellie. And And let's let's hang hang out out again again soon. soon. Let's hang out.
was made to desire.